Initiating startup sequence. You are now plugged in. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode 242, 242 of the Plug and Play Podcast. I'm your Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. Tim, this week, the first thing on your outline says, fuck, I don't know. So, Tim, what are we drinking for this week? Well, I stopped by Taps, um, and I picked up, from Maxwell's Brewing, from Tumwater, Washington, a double IPA called When I Dip, You Dip, We D-I-P-A. We Dippa? We Dippa. It doesn't quite work. Yeah. When I Dip, You Dip, We Dippa. That doesn't work as well. But it, 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 it works. Look, it looks better, like, written looks, out yeah, than yeah. when you say it. Yeah. So it's a double IPA, Imperial. Yeah. It's good. It's 8.2 ABVs. I don't know how many ABVs because they didn't tell me. Um, I'm picking up some orange and pine. I don't know about you. What am I smelling it? I'm definitely in pine, yeah. Oops, cheers. So, yeah, we like it. Yeah, it's good. First beer I've had in like a handful of months. I know. I kind of got on your case. I'm like, damn it, I miss beer. We need some. Yeah. I mean, it's fine to have tasty treats that are not beer, but I've been missing the beer. Yeah. So we're nice. back. We're back. It's beer time. Beer in hand. Beer in hand. And speaking of we're back, Tim, why don't you talk about brunch? Yes, I got to have brunch again. Um, what we... the hell's up with you and brunch? Dude, it's kind of you're like... supposed to wake up and go to dinner. Dinner is the first meal of the day and the last. Well, okay. You know I like going to Portland with my wife. That's yeah. like our happy place. It's like your it's, guys' favorite. You guys like should just move there. You're going to move there. I just know it someday. I mean, when the kids move out, we're definitely moving somewhere. Um, I, I don't know. We could maybe live on like close to downtown Vancouver. There's enough there to keep us busy. But there's a lot of fun to be had in Portland. Yeah. So, like for the last, I don't know, month, month and a half, we've been trying um, on Fridays to go to a new brunch place. And there's actually a list somewhere that uh, she found, like 40 different places. Nice. And we've actually been to, I think, seven of them now. Nice. Uh, so, this week we went to Tin Shed, which is Alpha Alberta. It's a very dog-friendly place. When you check in, they say, how many are party? Are there any dogs with you? That's um, cool. Yeah. There's actually a dog-themed night where they have treats for the dogs for free. Whoa. But there was a ton of dogs there. Um, if we recorded there, it would definitely be a dog fight. Um, we should go. Yeah. So we had uh, a pint of mimosa. Um, a pint of mimosa. Yes. Passion fruit mimosa. It was delicious. Okay. Um, I had something pretty unusual for me. She had um, the special of the day, which had like uh, andouille sausage and some other yumminess. Over their potato cake served with a biscuit. I had the Tim Curry, <laughs> um, who is okay. an a- actor that you may or may not know. He was in Rocky Horror Picture Show. No, never heard of him. Okay, that's fine. Lo- some of our listeners will know who Tim Curry is. Is my name. Probably everybody besides me, actually. Yeah, and in honor of Q, I had some curry. So, oh, I know who he is. I had to look him up. I know who he is. He's in Clue. Um, yeah. I think it was... No, that's the other guy. Never mind. I was going to say something that's wrong. Anyway, Tim Curry, great guy. Um... And they named this dish after him. Nice. So it had yellow curry, obviously, and it had um like raisins and um a bunch of stuff in it, like spinach. It's a very healthy dish. Um, mm. not, not my normal. So I went all the way and I eliminated the potato cake from it. And got a cup of fruit. Wow, um, you're a health nut like me now. What the heck? Well, just for that one meal, wow. uh, I really wanted the French toast and bacon. But like, yeah, no shit. What the hell's wrong with you? I don't know. I could explain a lot actually. But it was delicious. I had a good time. We walked around. Um, I don't know if I should say this. I don't think she listens anymore. Who? Well, my daughter. Oh, yeah. She doesn't listen. She hates us. That's fine. 
So going on to my next thing, um, which is Adventure Time Tuesday, there's going to be a couple... Oh, hold up! I'm not doing that part yet. Okay. Let me explain. Backtrack. All right. We go forward and then reverse and then forward again. Okay, okay. So there's a couple weeks this summer where my son is like at camp or with his grandpa and it's going to be away, so it's just going to be her and me for Adventure Ooh, Time Tuesday. Ooh, these are going to be saucy. Well, I just saw a bunch of really cool places in the neighborhood. I'm not, in case she does listen to it, I'm not going to get specific. I'm not going to say what neighborhood. Well, I kind of wrote it if she would listen carefully. Anyway, there's a like literally four places we, we checked in at that she would like like really just be in heaven to discover. So I'm going to take her um, in that neighborhood one of those uh, two days. The other day, she already knows it's going to be like a bookstore day. We're just going to go to different bookstores. Nice. She's got like a big Powell's box of... and stuff. Yeah, and she's then got, like she's got some Powell's. more of the obscure ones. Yeah, I got a couple weird ones to show her. She's got one that she wants. She wants to go to a tea house too. That's kind of um, cool. I like tea houses. I How many have you been to? Uh, one Vancouver, British Columbia. Oh, that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what we did for brunch. Um, you all ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So today was Tuesday, which is Adventure Time Tuesday. <laughs> sound effects make no sense. So I meant to bring you a map. Um, I wore my kids out today. Uh, you were—I uh, mean, I saw a lot of photos. Yeah, but there's like a map of this thing. Oh, you mapped, or it, mm. there is a map, or you mapped? Yeah, this is actually kind of Adventure Time Tuesday that other people have done, done and crafted. And there's even a badge. I think I'm gonna order the badge. It's like six bucks plus postage. Because it's such a long hike. Uh, yeah, it's epically long. You go literally like this big circle through Portland. Um, there's like roughly 10,000 steps, like 4.5 miles. And it's a lot of that is like the steepest. The, the, the so it's tr- a half a day of packs. Sure, but <laughs> a lot more elevation gain. We're in Seattle, Tim. No. Okay. No, ask me, ask my daughter what she felt about the elevation gain. So it's called the 4T, which stands for trail, uh, train, tram, and uh train tram and there was uh another kind of train but it has a word trolley trolley right it's technically a streetcar um, yeah it's like a streetcar i didn't know they had streetcars in portland yep they have, like the open side san francisco type nah they're kind of lame compared oh, to that okay, but good. but they do have them um so we started at pioneer Coral square next to the microsoft and i i apple store and yeah. uh we've been there a few times got on the max and rode to the super deep. Is that technically the trolley? Nope, that's the max. Oh, okay. That is the max. That's a train. Um, it's on a track. Well, I guess okay. the trolley is too. Anyway, anyway, I'm not going to differentiate between train and trolley. There, we went to the Washington Park exit. Have you ever been there that way? You have a zoo pass. You should go that way sometime. Like park at a park and ride, and like take the max into Washington Park. You, Maybe when my son gets older and like is willing to sit around for a long period of time, not strapped in. Okay, um, but you end up underground like two or three hundred feet like really deep what the fuck and they have like kind of like these fossils and other things on the walls in the station it's like a it's like a subway station it's kind of cool that's cool as hell yeah it's the best max station by far where does that it just drops you off right at the zoo underneath the zoo underneath the zoo underneath the zoo so we started our journey underground and we ended up in the highest point in portland that's cool as hell yeah so 
We rode that elevator, which is scary fast. Like, oh, it, I'm sure. Yeah, you zoom up like a couple hundred feet in, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 seconds. Wow. Not that long. It pops you right out, um, kind of the upper parking lot of the zoo. So I walked down to the bottom part of that, past the Children's Museum, across Highway 26, which is a really busy freeway. And we're basically walking down a freeway entrance to Highway 26. And off to the side is like this tiny little trailhead. And you go on this trailhead. And you're going back and forth, like up, like really, really high. Um, about 1.3 miles, but you have like a pretty significant elevation gain. Because by the time you get to the crest, you are over 1,000 feet high at a place called Council Crest. And um, on a clear day, you can see Mount St. Helens, Mount Hood, Mount Adams, and Mount Rainier. As well as a lot of Portland. Wow. So how many did you see? Absolutely none. It was cloudy. Really? <laughs> yeah, but we got a view of Portland, so that was cool. Okay. Got a couple of pictures, rested. My kids were just starting to complain at that point. Um, that was fairly steep. The next leg is going um, to the other side of the crest and going on a different trail, and you go over to OHSU, which is a large working hospital, hospital. slash college on top of another freaking huge hill. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah. So for a while, it's downhill. But then there's another half mile of extremely steep hill. And really? This, and this is where my daughter hated me. That part, she was done. But she trooped on. I got to give it up to her. And we thought we were there because we saw like a big, you know, granite building that was obviously somehow related to the hospital. But no, that was like the parking structure. So we had, a, <laughs> we had another couple hundred feet. And she's is there like, like a big sign that says keep going? Not really because not everybody's doing what we're doing. It's just like a, it's a hospital, you know? Yeah. So... We're, we get up past that parking structure, and there's, like, a common area between, like, the library and the university and, like, the hospital and, like, a lawn and a beautiful fountain, and there was food trucks. This is, like, 1 o'clock. Huh. It's, like, the heavens had smiled on this, and, like, like she was – my daughter my son. My son was not as verbal about it, but they were tired. They were hungry. They were thirsty. I sat down in front of the fountain. I got some strawberry lemonades. Yeah, a cool photo of them in front of a fountain. Yeah, I got them a piece of uh, wood-fired pizza. There was live music. Really? Um, yeah, it was like so cool. We're like, uh, you you're know, like, yes, I planned all of this. Pretty much. So we sat and chilled again. So we already chilled at Council Crest. That was our first like rest. Then we chilled there for I don't know, forty-five minutes, and then we wandered through the campus towards the tram. Have you you've seen the tram, right? No, I can't say I have. So, it's literally... I've seen the Max. You know, like in uh, that Until Dawn game we played where there's like a ski tram? Where you all get in this little capsule-shaped thing on, on cables, like a gondola. Oh, you're talking about the, the... the You're considering the thing in the sky, the tram? That's a tram. Oh. That's what it's called. Okay. Then, yes, I have seen it, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, we got in that. Okay, yeah, I saw photos of that. So um, I was thinking trolleys. Yeah, sorry. on the platform. I wish we were on the platform a little bit. Like it runs a little too regularly. Like there's a really cool view. I got one picture. Um, really cool view of Portland. There, honestly, almost better because you're closer than the Council Crest view. Um, just because there's a wa- more of a wide um, panorama or whatever you want to call it. Okay. But we got on the tram. Now my son is. He doesn't like heights. It's not just that he doesn't like things that feel unstable so like he hurts so like the waving of it and yes no it was pretty smooth um but there's this one part right before you it kind of drops right well no the last there's like a bunch of you know well there's a couple platforms between the cables on the way down but the very last one 
is actually like a transition because it dips you down to the landing platform. So the crossover on that platform, there's some sway, significant sway. Mm. He did not like that, but he did it. He said it was okay. He didn't like it, but he would do it again. Uh, my daughter well, thought yeah, it was cool. Well, yeah, you have to. You have to fucking get down somehow. Yeah. So he didn't freak, <laughs> he, he didn't freak out. He's like, he was nah, a tr- dad, I'm just going to hike it. I'm going to huff it down. Nah, it's good. <laughs> it was all good. It was a good time. That's awesome. So then we were down. This was the first one. First Adventure Time Tuesday so far. Yes. Yes, sweet. Yeah, so they were super tired from the hike. So now we're down at the waterfront, basically. Um, the f- the very, uh, that'd be the south end, I guess. Well, that's not going down. Or you were going down, not going up. Right. We were already uh, up. We were already we up were high. We were already up high. So the thing is, you don't have to pay to go down. Really? Yes. That's fucked up, but okay. Well, I mean, if you get there. They should give you a return ticket. Like, okay, you nope. get it, you paid for coming up. You can go down for You just have to pay to go up, not okay. to go down. All right. So if you do it my way, you don't have to pay anything for that. Gotcha. So if you're in cardiac arrest, but you can't afford to get to the top, you can hike it no, up there. No, there's there's other ways to get up there. Like, well, while we were eating our pizza, uh, one of those... Paramedics? No, no, the helicopters landed oh, on the roof next to us. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, there's ways to get up there. Um, But anyway, we're down at the waterfront, and that's when we jumped on the streetcar, which is probably my least favorite of the four things. So is the streetcar technically a trolley then? No, it's... It, what the fuck would be the trolley then in Portland? That's the trolley. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. It's not like a, it's not as romantic as like the San Francisco trolley. It's it's on tracks. It's not a legit trolley. I think it's a legit trolley, but it's basically a bus on tracks because the the operator so is. So it's like, a really dumb looking trolley. It's pretty short. It just goes north and south through Portland like in a loop, and I think there's a counterclockwise. Is it literally loop. just like the Saturday market loop, basically? No, it goes from one end of Portland to the other, like the extreme south end to Saturday Market. That's okay. pretty far, actually. Yeah, that's pretty far. And it goes in a loop. And there's like one other side loop that didn't really make sense to me. So you can basically go from the south How end. How many different lo- forms of transportation in downtown Portland? They need to figure one thing out. I would say probably the trolley's the weakest. But what's cool about it is it's constantly running. So you can jump on and jump off. And you know you can get from one side to the other. So that's kind of cool. Like, do you have to buy a ticket or no? You yeah. Jump on- oh. oh, yeah. yeah. We bought a ticket for, because the max... We bought a one day ticket each for five bucks. Okay. So it was fifteen. So five. there's somebody manning it at all times. You gotta you can't just jump on wherever you want. No, you can No one ever checked our tickets. Oh. Yeah, they they don't Does have Does it to. stop? Yeah, it stops pretty regularly. Huh. Um, I know there are fair inspectors that will sometimes jump on. Huh. They especially like to jump on at Lloyd. Oh, we're all teenagers and yes. shady shit happens. Yes. Gotcha. But we never got checked, but I did pay. Um, so anyway, we got back to roughly where the parking garage we started at was, but we saw an uh, ice cream store, so I stopped for ice cream. What ice cream? Uh, ben and Jerry's. We all had different things. I had like a chocolate fudge brownie thing. It was like a Garcia or something my wife loved. Cherry Garcia. I didn't get that's that. The one. My son got vanilla. There's I like, mean, I'm, that's kind of like, that's me. There's all these different flavors. <laughs> that, that's you, like literally me. That or coffee. They did have a really good coffee looking one. I almost got that. Yeah. So I'd have respect for that. That or like just like a regular chocolate. I mean, it's whatever makes chocolate. them happy, but me and my daughter were both kind of looking at me like, really? Vanilla? No. Okay. Did, did your son tell you that I beat him up at church? No. I didn't. No, I beat him well, up. let's go to what you've been doing this week. Besides beat up your son at church, apparently. What the heck, dude? I didn't realize like he was like going to be like, continue walking. I thought he was going to stop. So uh-huh. like, I put up my fist and he walked right into it. <laughs> was he aware your fist was out? Uh, I mean, he was looking at me, making eye contact. It was his shoulder. Oh, okay. But he just kept walking. That's fine. Yeah. I didn't, like, pummel him or anything. Yeah, I could take a good shoulder. I mean, I thought about pummeling him, but not. That's his sister's job. 
Oh, man. Don't take that away from her. Okay. Actually, I don't think I saw her. Oh, she was not there this week. No, she's Your been... Your daughter's super busy. She's been busy with uh, uh, Youth Commission. Yeah. She was presenting to city councilors and everything. Yeah. Your daughter's, like, pretty amazing with that. When it yeah, comes she's up. a weird... She's got her mother's... She's got weird parts of both of us, for sure. Yeah. Pretty cool, though. It so, is. um... Sorry, I'm snorfling. I think I got some allergies from my trip outside. Yeah. Our family's been dealing with that this year as well. Um... You, you kind of missed one major thing. No, I was going to kind of let you... I was okay. gonna... Well, I, I don't have anything besides I I have a tech talk for us this week, Tim. You can't do that yet. We've we've been over this. <sighs> okay. I mean, you punched my son. That's one thing you did. I did. I did oh, okay. He I I presented a punch and he punched himself. He accepted your... He accepted yeah. the Stop punch. punching yourself. Yeah, Stop exactly. punching yourself. Literally. Stop punching yourself. Um, I think his grandparents were at church this week. I'm not sure. Do you know what they look like or... Why are you not sure? It was an older I mean, lady. They, yes, they're older. Yeah. I don't know. She was like giving him a hug and I didn't recognize her. I mean, so. he's huggable, so I wouldn't actually... I almost thought about giving him a hug, but then I thought a shoulder, like a fist pump would be cool. Like, but then but then he just like took it as a punch. How about a punch? <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Um, and then my son was extremely pissed because I couldn't find your son. And then, so I searched forever and couldn't find him. So apparently he dipped out with somebody... Besides yeah, you ran away from me because you're a punching Be- bastard. Besides your wife, he dipped out with somebody besides your wife. Wait, what? Yeah. That little that little skeever. Unless he was already in the van. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. after I punched him, he ran to the van. Jack hit me. Yeah, probably. Um, But other than that. We finally saw John Wick. We saw John Wick. Three. Parabellum. I thought it was John which, Wick 2. No, three. Parabellum, which I learned means prepare for war. Means prepare for war. And, hold on. John you're not gonna play a trailer, are you? Because they never work out. They never work out for audio. You know this. But but Tim. What? But Tim. We could talk about the movie. We don't have to have a trailer. Okay, have some mood, mood music. You have no idea what's coming. Mr. Wick broke the. That's all I wanted to see because that was the part where Tim enjoyed the movie the most. Yeah, there there was a fight in like a looked like a, maybe a military or western. It was like, like an museum. old western museum in the middle of downtown Manhattan. He was like putting together six shooters from like taking parts from work from one gun and making them match up with another. Like literally, like the pins, everything. But then they were fighting hand to hand. He went by a case had knives. They were fighting with that. Was like throwing was like machetes. They were and samurai swords. They were throwing knives back at each other like ping pong. But then, but then he went by a case had hatchets and axes. Yeah, yeah. They went by it twice actually. I'm like, oh, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And then he did it. He picked up a big axe overhead, double-handed, swung it, stuck it right in the guy's head. I was so happy. Did you notice the samurai sword he did the same thing with? Yeah, I don't care so much about that. Like, but, That's been done in Kill Bill and hundreds of other movies. Axe, bro. I haven't bro. seen those. You haven't seen Kill Okay. I don't think my daughter's seen Kill Bill either, and she's old enough. We need to see Kill Bill. All right. Part one and two. We saw John Wick, and it's really cool, and it's really cool, and it's really people, sweet. He killed people. His first kill, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. Oh, you know, he killed him with an axe, but for the first kill in the movie was epic. It was with a hardback book, and it was believable. Like, yeah, I guess that would kill somebody. Yeah, no, that would legitimately kill somebody. You're like, he's, he's just going to kill him with that book, isn't he? Oh, oh, God. Well, we thought it was Dante's Inferno, because the one guy that he killed was holding Dante's Inferno. Yeah, he had one book, and then the guy walked in with Dante's Inferno, 
And I think it would have been a little bit cooler if he'd killed It would have been way cooler if he would have killed him with Dante's Inferno. But the book that he had tied into the plot, so whatever. I guess. Yeah. There's there's a bunch of dogs this time. Yes. A bunch of nut nut jobs. Quite a few nut jobs. Yeah. Um, and John Wick 4 is pretty much inevitable. Uh, it's so set it up for John Wick 4. Yeah. I'm not sure how many... Keanu Reeves is getting pretty old. I don't know how many more movies he's got in him for this type of... But he's, like, he did not show age whatsoever. No. Not, like, And they, they beat the shit out of him in this movie. Yeah. If and, anything, more than the previous two. Yeah. I, not less, for sure. Yeah, not less, for sure. And, uh... That last scene, I feel like he was a human ping pong ball, pretty much. I feel like the next one could be the last movie, but they could definitely make it into a two-parter finale. I guess. Like, where does he go after that? Like, John Wick no, in space? No, they just don't finish it. It's kind of like the Harry Potter where they break. It's so detailed. They just do part one, part two. Yeah. I, 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 Not I don't a lot see... of movies do that, though. Sure. I, I don't really want to see more than one more, I think. Or, or like you said, a, a long one that's split into two. Yeah. Because he's... He is getting I mean, older. John. Well, not only that, but like, where does he go after the next one? John Wick versus the world? It's like one. Yes! Just like punches everyone John in the Wick. whole world. No, no, we just had. No. You have to start breaking by country. John Wick versus China. Oh, my God. John Wick versus Russia. John Wick versus the United States. And then after that, it's John Wick versus the universe. And aliens come in. That would be something. See? Well, anyway, we enjoyed it. We did. Um, I think that's the first time we've seen a movie together in the theater. No, Wolverine. Oh, you're right. On your birthday. That was good. That was yeah. Those were that's a good choice. Yep, we did good there. Yep. Um, it? so the two movies we've seen together were good movies. Yeah. Um, Tim, you want to talk some tech? Uh, no. This is normally where we do some news. Oh, you want to talk some news? I don't really have any news this week. Hold on, it's a... okay. okay. So instead of that. This is episode 242. And yes. That has a meaning in, in a certain place. 242. 242. California? Mm-hmm. Okay. You ready to go? Yep. Oh, it's not going to. Are you? According to California Penal Code 242, a battery is any willful and unlawful use of force or violence upon the person of another. So, mm. 242 is when you when you beat someone. Like, like John Wick. Or me at church with your son, apparently. Yeah, this is a, this is a violent episode. I don't know what's <laughs> happening here, but 242 is oddly very appropriate. <laughs> so I thought I'd kind of continue with this theme and talk about fighting games. Okay. Now, I don't think it's either of our favorite genres. No. And I also think there's kind of two styles of fighting games. Okay, what, what are you thinking here? I'm thinking like if you go way back, Street Fighter, yeah. Final Fight, you have like the arcade. Mortal Kombat, and then there's like all sorts of offshoots like King of Fighters, Shimmer Showdown. Um, ones that I don't even remember. I guess. Um, so would you throw Super Smash Brothers in the first I would, genre? I would throw that in there, although that's a, even a little bit different. I guess the other fighting game I'm thinking of is like a side-scrolling brawler. If you think back, to... it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles SNES, right? Or or Double Dragons. Yeah. Um, do you remember the Simpsons game? Yeah, yeah. there's a lot like a Turtles yeah. game. So I'd say, I don't know. For me personally, I probably prefer the second one, the side-scrolling brawler, especially because you can play. Um, cooperatively with someone. Yeah, I do enjoy those more. Those are definitely up my alley. And I'm, I'm guessing we probably have the same favorite in that one. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So, what about the other type? Are there any that you have a fondness for, like? So, like, uh, like Mortal Kombat or what's Street- the one with the big green guy? Is that Mortal Kombat? 
big green guy that like has electricity. Yeah. No, that's Street Fighter Two. That's uh, Blanca. Yeah, Blanca. That... So you play as him a lot. Yeah. All right. I I play as a sumo wrestler. I can't remember the name. Um. The big fat. Yeah. What sumo. is his name? What is his name? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I, I like his thousand hand strike. That's uh, pretty yeah. cool. I used to try to play Chun Li, but I could never get many from. That's the thing; those move, those games, I could never unlock the moves enough. I get, yeah, I, I'm just not. Good I'm enough literally enough. a button smasher on those oh, games. Me too. That's my strategy. Yep. Smashing buttons. And that's the reason why I, I was did, never good at Smash. I did figure out the fatality for Scorpion, um, which made me happy because the fatalities in Scorpion make that game. I've heard that Mortal Kombat 11 has ridiculous fatalities, like you're just ripping in a spine out of people, and leaving their yeah, skin, to, leaving their skin to hang to dry. So. You should actually do check that. Just go to YouTube and look up Mortal Kombat 11 fatalities when you have some free time. I think that would amuse you greatly. Probably. So yeah, um, I don't like I said. I don't think that's our favorite genre of games. No, know. it's not. But I thought I'd just bring it up. It's a know. fun little genre. Um, Every once in a while, I don't mind jumping in one. So there's one game. So Puzzle Fighter, that's the game that my wife beats me at constantly. It's sort of a fighting game. But you're like matching gems on each side. Huh. I'm trying to think of the one where you could be like a snowman and... Oh, Clay Fighters? Yeah, I used to love that one. That was... Was it both Genesis and Super Nintendo or... Uh, N64 I had it for. There was one that was kind of like that on Genesis that made me laugh. It was um, all like dinosaurs and giant apes. And oh, it, that's cool as hell. And you could fart at people. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was that name? I want to say it was... Primal Rage, maybe? Could I'm, be. I don't remember the name of it, but right after I moved out on my own, um, my roommates, who weren't really gamers, we had this weird thing from Comcast where we could download games onto a Sega cartridge and play them. And that's the uh, one... fuck? I know, it was weird. This is like almost pre-internet, so it was pretty crazy that we could do this. But that's the one we kept the longest, was that one, because <laughs> we just thought it was hilarious. This one? Yeah, that's totally it. Um... It's primal it, rage it's a total it garbage it looks cool as hell it's, it he's was peeing cool on people yeah <laughs> there's um, a couple this games is... sort of like that the clay fighter that I mentioned there's yeah. one other one I'm trying to remember that was just like ridiculous did they make a, a, a game out of the MTV um, celebrity deathmatch yeah I think they did um, there's something else too it's like scratching the back of my mind it was just kind of like Coral Comp like the whole just ridiculous violence anyway it's, it's escaping me but i had fun with those and those are usually like ones that like there was never really a competitive scene around it was just like yeah. mashing buttons and, yep oh killer instinct was sort of like that oh yeah sort of a cross between clay fighter and mortal Kombat. yeah with stupid ninja costumes there's a burt reynolds uh celebrity deathmatch character on ebay right now for 950 bucks i'm good okay I'd rather uh the the vintage PS2 game is uh 899 if you want it. That's better. Yeah. But I think I'd rather play Primal Rage again. Probably. The there's going to be a new um Compact Genesis coming Ooh. out soon. I haven't looked, but if that was on the list, I would be a little You would have to buy it. A little you would tempted. Have to buy it. I might have to buy it. You would have to buy it. I've heard that the curated list for the Genesis mini console is pretty good. Really? Better than the Sony. Okay. So, I, don't, I have a lot of fondness for that system. Not as much as the Super Nintendo, which was the same time. But there was definitely some good Genesis games. So, anyway, that's uh, what we're doing instead of news today. Let's do some tech talk. All right. Go ahead and sneeze, Tim. Uh, 
I want to so bad. All right, guys. This week on Tech Talk, I had the Philips Hue. I had the Floodlights. I bought them for $24 off of Best Buy's website. Finally got to pick them up. And now my front patio and my back patio light up different colors. And uh, You were taking pictures. It was like purple. I'm like, change of green. You're like, okay. And you change of green. Yep. That's so cool. all of the lights on the outside of my house now are Philips Hue's. All of them? Every single one of them. How many is that? Uh, four, six, seven. So was it, how hard was it to sync them up to your, was it the Hue, that little the Hue hub, yeah. Hub, that's it, yeah. Um, it was fairly simple. Um, so only four of the seven light up. Other three are white. So like the ones above the garage door are white. But you can turn them on and off. Yeah. And so they're all set. So the ones on the... Is there the, a limit to how many lights you can hook up to one hub? I think like 50 objects. Okay. But you can have multiple hubs. Right. I wouldn't want to, but that's good to know. I mean, I might have to. Oh my gosh, you have a sickness. But, yeah, you started it, by the way, so thanks. You're um, welcome. I just infect you and then I, I cure myself and run away. Exactly. Uh, so I will say playing Resident Evil... Sorry to disrupt your tech oh, yeah, talk. Playing Resident Evil 2 with my den lights turned red... Just makes it definitely makes the experience epic, right? Okay, back to your lights. Um, so the lights out on the front will actually be on when you leave because they are set to Google's uh dusk setting. Okay. So when Google says the sun's officially gone down, the lights in the front of my house turn on, and then they turn off at like eleven thirty to twelve o'clock every night. Cool. So so you could actually have them so on like the nights to record they could be like plug and play green. Yes. And Valentine's Day could be red. Or pink, yes. Or uh, like Halloween, I guess orange. Yeah. Um, Christmas green. Yeah. Or red. Is there how many lights do you have in each area? Just one or two. So I have four in the front. So two colors. So at Christmas, could you alternate like red and green? Yeah, uh, I have two colored ones in the front. So you could do red and green. Yeah, I could do red and green. That'd be cool. Yeah, and then in the back, I have two colored ones as well. Nice. So, yeah. So we'll have to go out and do another recording outside sometime. Yes, one of my yeah. noses hopefully not as exactly. stupid. I've been outside all day though. So, uh, Tim, you said, and then this yeah. Shit, so but I, you don't put a link in for me. Oh crap! I thought I did. Yeah. Um. Well, what is it called again? It's way back in our chat too. That's the funny thing. So, um, I'm glad you got the Philips Hue because they seem to be pretty good. I think we tried one of their brand before we went to Philips Hue, didn't we? One you of us. You might have, not me. I thought one of us did. I think I did, and I returned them. Uh, if you go back, way back, you probably can hear that tech talk. I got the thing for you. Okay, cool. So I'm glad we went with Philip Hugh, both of Me us. Me too. Because um, this video is how you reset your GE bulbs. And oh my God. Hey, General I, Electric. I, General bulbs. Electric. I've got an idea. Okay. Every time that they say you have to count to something, uh-huh. we have to drink. Okay. We're going to be drunk, but okay. You ready? I'm ready. Welcome to C by GE Smart Tips. We're going to show you how to factory reset your C by GE bulbs, okay. which will unpair your bulb from other devices and apps that it's connected to. Sounds good. There are two factory reset processes, which depend on the generation of bulbs and the firmware you're running on. Okay. Here's the first process designed for bulbs with this package or for That's firmware great. version 2.8 or later. 2.8 or later. Start Got it. with your bulb off for at least five seconds. Drink. Then turn on the bulb for eight seconds. Drink. Drink. Oh, you're fucked. 
turn off for two seconds. Drink. Drink. Turn on for eight drink seconds. Drink again. I'm still drinking. Turn off for two drink. seconds. Okay. Turn on drink. for eight seconds. Drink again. Got my drink. Okay, this music sucks, by the way. Turn off for two seconds. Drink. Oh my, is this the third cycle Turn now? Turn on oh, for eight seconds. Drink. Drink again. You're terrible at this game. Whatever. Turn off for two seconds. Drink. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Turn on for again. eight seconds. All right, you did too, too. I saw it. <laughs> are we at okay, are we at four cycles or five? For two seconds. Drink. And then turn it on one last time. Oh, oh, no, I thought you'd never get here. On and off three times to show that the reset was successful. You still have to turn it on off three times after that. may be running yeah. on an older version of firmware. Oh my gosh, so you go through all this and you might- And second factory reset No! Which is designed for yep. C by GE bulbs with Damn, this so package, this video is still going. or for firmware through. version 2.7 no. <laughs> or earlier. Ready? Okay, all right, Tim, start ready? with your bulb off Kay. for at least five seconds. Drink. <sighs> then turn on the Drink. bulb for eight seconds. You didn't say eight seconds yet. I can see it. I'm preemptively telling you. Turn off for two seconds. Drink. <laughs> Turn on for two seconds. Drink again. Turn off for I two just kept seconds. Drink. Turn on for Drink. two seconds. Turn off for two what seconds. What the hell? Turn on for Drink. two seconds. I would be breaking things Turn in my Turn off for two oh, seconds. Drink. Turn on oh for eight gosh. seconds. Oh my gosh! Out. I'm out of beer. We're both out of beer. Turn off for two no. seconds. Turn yourself off, you Turn cruel bastard. Who designed this oh shit? Oh my god. Well, if that this is the worst. Hammered. Don't buy GE color bulbs. Holy crap. Just don't buy GE, period. Just buy Phillips. Hugh. Just. That is the most insane, frustrating reset procedure I have I ever heard of for man. anything. Yeah, because you slammed your beer. Yeah, no, she gives a second, second, second. I know, but you're like in it to win it. I'm trying to keep my liver alive. Not me, man. Not me. Well, we're going to try to cure Zach's hiccups. We're going to refill our glasses. Thanks. Thanks, G. I guess that's what I this toast. So we'll be right back after this. Wait, hold up. You're on my Twitter trying to start fights? You think you hate me more than my wife? You think I'm annoying on YouTube? Bitch, try meeting me in real life. People be saying I got a big nose. I just be commenting back like I know. And when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm scolding myself like I'm Willem Dafoe. And Spider-Man. I don't take no selfies. I don't like what I see. I wish that I could date me just so I could cheat. So try your best in comments. Give your all in tweets. But good luck trying to hate me just as much as me. And we are back. Same shit first half. It is the matchless. I dip, you dip, we dip. Dipper. Dipper. All right, hey, team, you want to kick it? Let's kick it. First half. Give me that sweet, sweet coffee, Tim. You know I like natural cold brew, right? Yep. Oh, I, I can't. I think I sent this to you, but I might not have. You might have. I, I'm not going to put it past you. Um, so I already have a UK for beer. That yes. We're actually using tonight. Um, it works great. It uses uh, CO2 cartridges to keep the beer nice and fresh and carbonated. Um, but they have a new product for natural cold brew lovers like myself for coffee. I and love cold brew. 
This is a pretty cool system. I wish I hadn't seen this because now I want it. It's expensive. I, I don't... Hey, Tim. Yeah, what? I'm drinking Ethiopian coffee right now. Look at you, fancy pants. I know. What if your Ethiopian coffee was nitro cold brew, not Ethiopian coffee? I mean, that'd be delicious. Let, let's let the guys at uh, UK, which is, by the way, a Portland, Oregon company. Yes, it is. They about... should uh, maybe send us some over to test out. They should. We could talk even more about it, but yeah. let's, let's let them talk about it right now. There's something about those cascades. They're mesmerizing, yet energizing. That might be the caffeine talking. Either way, it's immediately obvious that this is no regular cup of joe. It's not just iced coffee or even cold brew. It's nitro cold brew. Normally, if you wanted that creamy nitro cold brew experience, and I do. you'd have to visit your local coffee house, but that can get pretty expensive. It Until does. Now, Hey, Kickstarter, sure you I'd like to introduce you to the newest addition to the Growlerworks product line, UKEG Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Maker. UKEG Nitro is the first of its kind, an all-in-one cold brew coffee maker on nitro. For your home, office, the park, you get it. You can make, store, and pour nitro cold brew from wherever your little heart desires. If you know anything about Growlerworks, you know that we aren't strangers to craft beverage innovation. UKEG Pressurized Growler, which was born on Kickstarter, is now the number one growler in the world. That product would not have existed without the support of Kickstarter backers like you. And now we're back with UKEG Nitro. We need your help to fund the first ever at-home nitro cold brew coffee maker. The new UKEG Nitro uses Growlerworks automatic regulator cap technology to infuse nitro into your cold brew, which gives you that creamy micro bubble cascade and keeps it fresh for weeks. Double-walled, vacuum-insulated stainless steel keeps your cold brew cold while not being stored in your refrigerator or cooler. So We've cool. entirely redesigned the faucet and tap to function exactly like the professional keg systems you'd find pouring nitro cold brew in a coffee shop. In addition to the new faucet, we've re-engineered the tap to simply lock by folding it back. We've also made the entire process from brewing, storing, pouring, and cleaning super simple. And it's got a sweet handle. With the UKEG Nitro, making nitro cold brew is as easy as filling the filters with your favorite roast, putting the filters in the UKEG Nitro, adding water, charging the cap, and placing in the fridge overnight to brew. Once brewed, you're ready to enjoy 64 ounces of fresh nitro cold brew, which is about 12 cups. That's like a week's worth of nitro cold brew at your fingertips. No, it's not. Following it's like a day. Of our first Kickstarter I'd say project, three days. UK pressurized growler. It's like a fucking here. day. We're now looking to you it's to help us bring our now. next major innovation to life. Our factory is ready to produce and deliver the UK Nitro. Oh, wait. And we're using funds <laughs> raised from Kickstarter to place the first production order. If I you might back be this now, you'll get the UK Nitro at the lowest price, plus the opportunity to receive amazing rewards from some awesome coffee partners. Thanks in advance for your support. All right, like I said, coming to us from Portland, Oregon, Growlerworks is looking for $75,000. They have 23 days to go. They have 2,088 backers. They are, I don't know, quadruple backed? At Tim, three... what makes this different than a beer one, other than the sock with the coffee um, beans? Nitro charges differently than CO2. Um, it takes a lot more. It's more complicated. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a similar system, but like I could put nitro in my current one, but it would not. F it would charge once. Um, but it wouldn't keep it charged for beer. Like, it wouldn't work out as well. It's a little bit different. I, I should try it, though, shouldn't I? You should. I could get a coffee filter and I could try it. There's something about... Um, so, anyway, they have uh, already backed $341,000. Jesus. They There's definitely enough people like me that think, this is cool. They have a tra track record of making these. So, um, But you bring up a good point. I should see what happens. Get some nitrous Just cartridges. Don't and... blow yours up, please. That won't happen. 
they said that you can do it. It just won't pressurize enough. Okay. Um, so I've already missed the super early bird and the early bird. Um, you can get $5 a magnet and a virtual high five. Nobody wants that. They want the super early bird special, which is gone. That's 129 which would have got you a UK nitro cold brew coffee maker, two nitro gas chargers, four coffee filter bags, and one coffee funnel and a drip mat. That's all gone. The early bird um, is also gone on 149. The extended early bird is 159, and there are eight left of 755. Goes up to the Kickstarter special after that for 169, which is $30 off the MSRP. So in the store, this will be $200. Fuck that. Yeah, I know. I want this, but it's so expensive. But then again, if I added up my cold brew, honestly. Anyway, um, 1788 This is not going to get me through packs. I'm not going to buy it. Right. I'm going to have... Well, I mean, I could bring it with me. Yeah, but that's not going to get me... Th- okay. They have out the fridge. You would literally... You're going to trust us in the fridge. Oh, you're right. No, I wouldn't. You're going to trust us in the fridge at a hostel. No. And on top of that, all you're going to do is come home in the middle of the night and see me underneath it like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Damn it, Zach. <laughs> yeah. That goes on your cold well, It doesn't room. matter if we're in a hostel. I can't trust you. <laughs> yeah. All right, $1,788 gets you the Kickstarter 12-pack, 12, 12 Nitro uh, okay, cold makers. that might get me through the week. Oh, my God. Your whole kitchen would just be, like, stacked with these. <laughs> so, I want this. I'm probably not going to get this. It's I already have It's eight. awesome, though. It's really cool. It's really cool. I want it. As much as I give shit, this is really cool. I would not I would not kick it out of bed, as I say. I would drink it in bed as it as it literally with the cool handle holding it above my head. That's like, the thing ah. is after you cold brew it in the fridge, you can actually take it out and just leave it on the counter. It's insulated yeah. enough that it would be fine. Stay good for at least twenty four hours, right? Probably even more than that. Like you could literally put it in your bedroom if you're gonna. <gasps> that would be amazing. I, Tim, my birthday is. You could like have a cold a brew tap in your bedroom, just like. Press, I need this. Press here for delicious nitro coffee. While you sleep. Oh my gosh! Okay, you got to move on, or I'm gonna end up back in this. Hey Tim. Yes. You want to you want to agree upon a lie? Let's agree upon a lie. All right, my Kickstarter video, guys, is a lie agreed upon. The Deadwood Chronicles. Gonna go ahead and let them talk about it. Listen up, all you hoopleheads. I'm Matt Zoller, sites TV critic of New York Magazine and a fan of Deadwood, the greatest TV western of all time. I'm doing a book about the show. It's covering all three seasons of the production with recaps of all 36 episodes, 37 if you count the movie that was belatedly made to finish the story. The title of it is A Lie Agreed Upon, The Deadwood Chronicles. The heart of the book is a traditionally written and reported making of that covers the entire production of the series and the movie. I'm in a special position to be able to do that because I'm one of the only TV journalists who's visited the set three different times in 2005, 2006, and then again in 2018 for the production of the movie. I'm drawing on a wealth of material that I've written and published over the last 15 years, and also a lot of new material that I've gathered during set visits to the making of the movie and things that I didn't publish that I got back in 2005 and 2006. I've got interviews with the principal actors on the show, including Ian McShane, Timothy Oliphant, Paula Malcolmson, W. Earl Brown, Jerry Jewell, Jim Beaver, and many, many others. But we're also going to expand our reach in the spirit of community, which is what Deadwood is about. And we're going to talk to people who worked at Melody Ranch, people who worked at the stables, people who worked at the armory, the advisors, the people who who oversaw the construction of the sets and the costumes and made sure that the uh, horrible medical procedures done by Doc Cochran were executed correctly. All of that stuff is going to be in the book. 
It's going to be like our town in Stetsons, basically. Because this is a very particular type of project, a book that is not like something that you're going to see in stores, we have to produce it independently of the publishing industry. And that means that we have to replicate the architecture of a publishing house on our own, and that means we have to pay people. We've got to pay, in addition to me for writing the book, we're going to have to have an editor, a project manager, a Civil War historian who's going to provide commentary on the relationship of Deadwood to real history. Yes! Uh, people to do secondary interviews with uh, individuals working below the line. And then on the back end, we're going to have a, a proofreader and a copy editor. And then, of course, a major expense, which is the actual physical production of the book. You know, this thing has to be made, it has to be designed, it has to be manufactured, and then everything has to be checked to make sure that, you know, the pages look the way they're supposed to, that everything's in order, and then we finish it, we package it, and we ship it. So there's expenses involved. Okay, so now I'm gonna tell you about the actual book itself. We gave you a glimpse of it earlier. Here it is again, a lie agreed upon, the Deadwood Chronicles. It's gonna look like a Bible from about 1900. It's actually modeled <laughs> on my grandfather's Bible, which is pretty cool. The introduction of the book is gonna be written by another person yet? who's collaborated I'm with me before, to. Megan Abbott, the best-selling author of Dare Me, Give Me Your Hand, and The Fever. There's gonna be illustrations in it by the great Max Dalton, who's an illustrator that fans of my work As if will, everything else will wasn't good very well. He did, illustrations. he did illustrations for the original Wes Anderson collection. He did illustrations for the follow-up, the Wes Anderson collection, Grand Budapest Hotel, and he did illustrations for Mad Men Carousel, which I thought were quite lovely. He's coming back, he's gonna do the illustrations for the Deadwood book, and he's gonna be working in kind of a modified version of his usual style that is reminiscent of uh, dime novels from the turn of the century and Charles Dickens illustrations from the mid-1900s. So, cool. so this is a beautifully designed, unique, hardcover collector's item, but we want it to be affordable. We don't want to be trying to sell like a $150, $100 book here. We want it to be the same price as something you would buy in a bookstore. And that means that we have to print a certain number of books and hit a particular funding target in order to make that possible. The book is going to cost $30, which is the same price as most of my other books in this field. But in order to do that, it means we're going to have to raise $150,000 because in order to get to that price, we have to print 5,000 copies of this book minimum. If we print fewer than that, the price goes up, and we don't want that. We feel like it's not worth doing if this book can't be reasonably priced and affordable for almost anybody who wants it. So to that end, we're not going to do anything special, like we're not going to have a bunch of different tiers of membership or supporting or anything like that. We're going to keep it very, very simple. If you want this book, you go to the Kickstarter page and you order the book. If you want a copy for yourself, a copy for your mom, a copy for your sister and whoever else, you know, if you have an independent bookshop and you think people might actually want this book uh, to buy from your shop, order however many copies that you think you need. And that's what we're selling. We're not going to have t-shirts, we're not going to have hats, we're not going to have DVDs, any of that stuff. It's just the book. The only exception that we're going to make is if you, if you want to kick in a little additional, we're going to have a $250 level. And if you contribute at that level, you're going to get a personal book by me, separate thing, which is a collection of my own personal notes, memorabilia, ticket stubs, uh, all kinds of stuff related to the years that I've spent covering Deadwood. And that's just a gift from me to you if you contribute at a higher level. But that's the only other option that we have. For the most part, if you want the book, you buy the book. And if we hit the target, the book exists. And if we don't hit the target, the book doesn't exist. And I'll be very sad, but we'll all get on with our lives and mourn what could have been. So let's make the book exist. Let's try to hit that target. It's $150,000. We're going to make 5,000 copies of this book. And in theory, you'll be one of the people who owns it. I like how he's setting that up. 30 this bucks. is one of the best Kickstarts. I'm not going to lie. You brought this to me. Yeah. I love the TV show. 
Have you watched the TV show? I haven't. Okay. I want to. Yeah. So. I like the way he set it up. It was a, that was one is, of the longest videos we played, but it was all good information. I love the way he set it up. It's there's like, no bullshit. No, we're gonna make this book. Like we're not gonna have T-shirts or stickers. Or, we're gonna make the fucking book. Like, and he, and he's honest about it. like this is how much it's gonna fucking cost. Like yeah, like th- we just need it. And uh, so the cool thing about this guy is it's coming out of Cincinnati, Ohio, 28 days ago, 834 backers. This guy's pretty well renowned. He's already at forty nine thousand six hundred thirty seven dollars. That's halfway right. It's about no third of the way. It's about a third of the way. Yeah. Um. And uh, that's not with my backing yet, but I'm gonna back at the thirty dollar level. I'd kind of laugh at you if you didn't. I mean, it's made like a Bible. It's got a Civil War historian. It's about one of your favorite shows. Yeah. You're obsessed with the Old West. I mean, it literally made me restart. We're gonna get into that. Well, I think we already know, but yeah. yeah. So. It just. Let's just say Zach's backing it. You could back it too for thirty bucks. That's the lie. So I'm actually kind of because I have I have I have about like a fifty dollar budget that I've been like kind of just like tossing around, waiting for like something really cool. Yeah. I did not buy the Zelda cookbook because I was like, I'm never gonna fucking make this shit. That is true. So I've been a little bit more reasonable, and I looked at it. And I was like, it's really cool. The only thing I really wanted was the the apron. <laughs> and you had to pay like a hundred some odd fucking dollars for no. the apron. And I was like, nah. Just go to an apron store and say, hey, can you make this? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I'm definitely buying this, and I just need to. I don't have a credit card on file with Kickstarter right now. So, all right, cool. All right, hey Tim, what about your next one? I'm not backing this one. I wish I could. If I had just like won the lottery or something, I would. Okay. So back when I went to Virginia Beach, I talked about all all the different ways I love to fly. Like was it a zip line? Or like in a parasail, Fly like high. I would, I would yes. totally love to like wingsuit someday. Okay. So this is called the Wavigator. 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 Hey, Wavigator. Later, Gator. Bye. <laughs> um, uh, I will let them describe it, but since you can't see the visual, just imagine a guy on a surfboard like zooming around like it's powered. So I'm gonna let them talk about it. Maybe. Maybe. There we go. Have you ever wanted a new experience? Yes. Wavigator is the definition of extreme excitement, a revolutionary ocean gliding experience that you have never even imagined before. It all starts with a highly engineered foil that slices through water and gives you lift. While flying above water, you can feel the power of the brushless motor pushing you with up to 10 newtons of force, translating to up to 20 miles per hour of cruising speed. You have full control of the vehicle with the handheld Bluetooth shifter. As you carve through the waves, it ensures a seamless ride that accelerates or decelerates only at your command. Hmm. Wavigator's aerodynamic design is not only art, but science. The sealed battery and control box in the aluminum casting mitigates all worries about leakage, making sure you stay powered on while enjoying the sweet ocean wind. For up to an hour of battery life, you have the freedom to glide through any type of weather. Whether you are a professional surfer or an amateur enthusiast looking for more fun, Wavigator can help you achieve total agility and discover new excitements. How do you get the lift up out of the water? When you go faster, it just kind of does. So, <laughs> this is hilarious. There's 39 days to go. There's 16 backers. Only 16 backers. They are looking for $100,000, and with 16 backers, they are at $63,043. Holy that, that shit. That should tell you something. This is the funniest early bird I've ever seen. 
If you get the early bird for the Wavicator, it is six thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. It is se- <laughs> se- seven grand for one of these. How if, many left? There's ninety one left. Um, oddly, that means some people bought the full price Kickstarter special. Why do people do this? I don't know. I guess they just well at this level they're like oh whatever just back it like they just throw their money around. They don't know what the fucking early. It's a thousand dollars more. It's eight thousand seven. Sorry, seven thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars for the regular Jesus. Kickstarter special. Those are the only two tiers, and the fact that there's ninety one left of a hundred means that. Seven, I can do the math here. Seven people backed. At the, so proud of you. <laughs> seven people backed at the normal level for this. Jeez. It's so cool. Okay, so it looks like a surfboard, and then it's got like a motor on a platform, like I don't know, maybe eighteen inches to a two feet below it. Below it, and like I said, they said it's machine aluminum. Um, it's the first personal electric hydrofoil surfboard that lets you glide it over water at twenty miles per hour. And yeah, when he's getting up at higher speeds, the surfboard is completely out of the water. Yeah. Like he's totally hydroplane, not even hydroplaning. He's just like, it's crazy he's looking. He's planning. It, yeah, it looks really cool. It looks really fun. Yeah. I, I totally would love trying this out. Oh, I would love to have something like this just to fuck around with. But yeah. I'd want to live in a warmer climate though. That's true. But you get a wetsuit. I don't know. I'm I, I would super still. Super skinny. If I had one of these, I would get a wetsuit and I would play with it. Yeah. For sure. Go down the gorge. Yeah, yeah. I so I would so do this. Um, eight grand, or sorry, seven grand if you get the early bird. Jesus, that's the way we get her. What's your last Kickstarter? Uh, travel decanter. Did you look at this beforehand? I have no idea what this is. Awesome. I, I didn't pick Sweet. you for someone who would want a decanter. We're on an airplane. Traveling with spirits can be a challenge. Yes, yes, it oh. can. No matter what you do, there is always uncertainty your beloved bottle made it alive. Yeah. And if you don't pack your own, you never know what is waiting for you at your destination. The costly minibar has even less options. Especially in the Dominican Republic, you don't Crafting want that minibar. special? No. Your current options are designed for hydration. Date night in the park can be inconvenient. When we set out to design a solution for traveling with spirits, we had a better experience with more features in mind. Last year, we successfully delivered the innovative Duo Glass, the hand-blown glass with integrated measuring. Our backers and customers continue to love and support it. This time around, we are here to create an entire new category. Introducing Travel Decanter, a 500 milliliter hand-blown decanter encased in two double-wall stainless steel tumblers. Designed to travel with your spirits, insulate craft cocktails, and complement any special occasion away from home. Why is travel decanter better? Unlike flasks or thermoses, the glass decanter allows you to preserve your spirit of choice for as long as you want without flavor alterations. The double-wall stainless steel shell not only protects the decanter, it acts as two tumblers, each with a two-ounce pour indicator for controlled pours. The decanter neck was carefully considered. The funnel design is wide enough for ice cubes in easy filling and pouring. Need to preserve a chilled cocktail? No problem. Travel decanter insulates impeccably. Travel decanter adds to your hotel room amenities for business trips. Celebration weekend with friends? Bring your best bourbon along. One third of your prized bottle awaits you at home. 
The aged and ore travel decanter is perfect for any outdoor event and serves as an elegant oasis in your adventures. It is perfect for date night in the park. No matter where you are going or who you are building your memories with, Travel Decanter is the perfect tool to conveniently enjoy these moments with others. We appreciate your support. Cheers. That's a pretty cool design. Yeah, so uh sweet thing about this, and I'm doing off of uh oh, hold on a second. Yeah, I got it. Uh twenty-five days ago, one thousand six hundred and forty-two backers looking for twenty-four thousand dollars. Currently at one hundred twenty-eight thousand three hundred and seventeen dollars. Aged Ant Ore is the company, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we're going to go over to the rewards level. $44 gets you a single decanter. 58 to get you a personalized custom travel decanter, which means a uh, brushed slash matte black lid with custom personalization on exterior. Hmm. Who right? Plug and Play Podcast. Yes. And uh, bring our Plug and Play whiskey wherever we go. Big granddaddy of them all is uh, the early bird double 65. Um, That's not the, the granddaddy. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. Hmm. You're correct. Is 179 the big granddaddy? Yep. All right. 179. Six travel decanters. Um, I like the idea of this, the double pack, though. Yeah. That, that would make it 35 each. It would be. That'd be Just straight. saying. Uh, wait, your you're $50 It's budget. already gone. The early bird double, yes. Yeah. But there's the normal uh, double at seventy nine. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sixty five would have been great. Yeah, no shit. That's a good one. I like the design where it's insulated, um, keeps the glass safe, and then two the, cups. The insulation turns into two cups. That's perfect. Yeah, exactly. That is really smart. It is. It's nice. It's a nice little design. So, and now that we've been drinking more whiskey lately, yeah, that's kind of cool. That's very cool. Especially because it'd be cool if we could bring like. Two two thirds of a bottle of whiskey to packs. That lasts us like one whole night. <laughs> there's that uh, there's a liquor store right around the corner from us. We should do that. We can this fill time. it back up. We should actually go buy a bottle and save ourselves like fifty bucks by doing that. I mean, most nights people buy us alcohol though. Yeah, we do well, end up paying for alcohol at places uh, because we're walking back. We're like, oh, that place looks cool. Let's stop. Hey, a rat walked by out of that one. It must be cool. Let's yeah, go check it let's out. Let's go check it out. Let's go buy something there. Cool. Sweet. That's um, good. Good find. Travel yeah. to Cantor. All right, guys. Uh, Tim, what have you been playing? Um, well, you just saw me play some my friend Pedro. Yeah, um, he's a cool little guy. Yeah. He's, he's very happy. He smiles a lot. Yes. He's a happy banana that tells you to kill everyone. Um, it's a game from Developer Digital. It's on Switch and Steam. And you jump around. And sometimes in slow-mo, uh, just shoot everyone in the room. Um Kind of like, imagine Hotline Miami, but you have a much bigger health bar, and it's side-scrolling, and there's slow-mo, and it looks cooler than Hotline Miami. <laughs> Not at all like That's Hotline true. Miami. Um, it's fun. Um, it's kind of a one-trick pony, but it's a really good trick. Like, And there's puzzles later in the game to kind of mix it up a little bit. And I've been playing a little bit more of Cadence of Hyrule. I'm trying to get my son interested. He's not as interested as, as Breath of the Wild, and I, I can't really fault him for that. He's like going on little side quests on his own now, and I'm letting him. Um, he actually got me the helmet from um, the Gerudo that makes you immune to thunder. And that's like a four quest side quest that I wasn't really interested in. So I've got like a rare item now thanks to him. Oh, I declined it when she offered it to me. Yeah, like 
But he did like this little entire side quest. Like before he was just crafting stuff for isn't me. It, that's just part of doing the mission. Like no. to get in there, isn't it? No. Oh. No, if you say you want it, she, she won't like give it to you, but she'll lend it to you. But she'll make you go do like literally four side quests. Oh. I, uh... uh he also got me the horse fairy, which I did not even know existed. Yeah. Um, he yeah. got, he got me Ganon's horse. Oh, the big, the big giant one? Yeah. Big red? Yeah. Yeah. He's like getting all these weird rare items Oh, tell me. him to go get Zelda's horse for you. Zelda's horse? Yeah, Zelda's horse is on the wild too. I know Zelda had a horse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pure white. It's only a pure white one in the game. He's doing all these weird little side quests for me. What other weird horses do I have like four weird horses. Hmm. I'll have to tell him. I'll, I'll have to message him. Be like, hey, I'm sorry I punched you, but you should go get these horses. Um, he's got me back up to like ten thousand rupees. What? Yeah. Just take mine home with you. I've got two more divine beasts to redo with the DLC, and then I'm I'm gonna take on Ganon. Shit, I've got three to go. You're beating me now. I You're. Think... Do you got all the memories? Well, there's memories. Get that are... all the memories. I do have all the memories. There's memories that are associated with the DLC for the um for rebeating the divine beasts. Yeah. I don't have two sets of those. Okay, but you're but gonna I, get them. Yes, I have the full sets of memories before that. Ah! I gotta get back into it. And so, yeah, we will like go through those divine beasts. That'll be two more play sessions with him and me, like him kind of navigating me doing it, and then is he reading up how to beat these for you? Um, he what he does when he gets frustrated, he's like, "Fucking <laughs> no!" The part that sucks about that is you have to go to like four different locations on yeah. the map. And that part is just no fun figuring out. No. So he'll mark those on my map for me. Oh, that's cool. That's the only part I'm letting him cheat for me, that part. Um, So we're going to do that, and then I'm going to go beat Ganon. And we're going to have to set aside, like, I don't know, a good afternoon. Because I want to just beat Ganon in one sitting. Because once you go to the castle, Hyrule Castle, like, the map changes. Like, you're, on, you're in a completely different zone. You can't warp anywhere. Like, you're in Hyrule Castle until you go through and do whatever you need to do. And I don't know what that is yet. I've heard it's super simple. But I have, I have, maybe. I've made a couple excursions into Hyrule Castle to like get yeah. the uh, the shield and uh, did something else in there too. You had to get a memory for Zelda. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I've been in there twice, but yeah, it's like a little, it's a self-contained area. So, just played a tiny bit of that. Played more games of Hyrule. I suck at rhythm, but that game is really good. Dun, dun, I wish I was dun, better dun, at it. Dun, dun, I don't want to turn on the easy mode. Dun, dun, dun. Well, what have you been playing? We all know what it is, but just say it. Red Dead Redemption 2. So, what have you been doing this week? Well, honestly, I didn't get a whole lot of gaming time. Okay. But I did get through the main, like, the snow chapter bullshit. Um, and then kind of into, like, the first base camp. Okay. Um, and I've been hunting a legendary white horse. You're so, into white horses. Yeah. So... Uh, I probably spent like f- four or five hours sitting in like one area in the map, just waiting for a horse to show up that never showed up. Got our episode title. White horse. On a white horse. On a white horse. Um, Actually, isn't that like a death? And he wrote it on a white I'm going to look that up. Keep talking. Okay. Look that up. Um, so there's like this lake. It's like basically back where like the first part of the first chapter of the game takes place. And uh, so I rode back up to that part of the map again. I never revisited. So, like, I'm literally, like, fuck the story this round. I'm just exploring the map and seeing what happens. Like, there's, like, whole towns that, like, I never went to. 
last time. So you were trying to, to go to the area that you weren't supposed to until later game. Have you been able to do that? So I've been trying to get this horse. So no. Okay. No. But I gave up on the horse. I decided to fuck it. I put it in my... Uh, you tried I... to fuck the horse? What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, do you need there's... to move to Enumclaw? Where's that? That's the city in Washington where there was like a... Wasn't that the... Like, that was a there was literally fucker, a farm right? set up where you could bugger farm animals and like a guy died because... What? That's why it's now illegal to... What? This is fucked up. It, it's now illegal to... Do things with animals? Yes. Before, Good. Before it wasn't because like normal people were like, why would I do that? That's disgusting. <laughs> but since there wasn't a law against it, it technically wasn't illegal. And a guy died. So like, well, shit, we should probably make a law about that. And that's why I laugh whenever I see, like there's a there's an insurance company out of Enumclaw. I'm like, hey, horse fucker. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. So no, I haven't done any of that. I uh, that's good. I got the I'm special. I got the special DLC, whatever. And so I finally just put in the code for that that's and like, just claim that free horse. Okay, cool. It it's a good horse. It, the it rest of the horses horse? are just fucking slow. No, but I'm I'm still going back, looking for that white horse. So like, the, here's the shitty part: is like, what's special about the white horse other than it's white? Is that it? It's supposed to be fast, and a few other things. Like the life is better on it. The stamina is better on it. I've got the quote, by the way. Okay, what's it? It's epic. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat upon him was Death, and Hell followed with him. See? This is the reason why I need the white horse. It's a pale horse. Mm-hmm. And I should rename my character to Hell. That There's a western called, a uh, town called Hell. What? Yeah. Guy, like, there's a really bad town where, like, the criminal element's, like, running it. They beg him to become sheriff because he's, like, kind of competent. And he paints the whole town red and like kills everybody. His name's and it's Clint Eastwood. It's in the Clint Eastwood movie. Huh. That's cool. You don't haven't watched a lot of Western movies, have you? When I was young. What Western movies have you seen? I'm pretty sure I've probably seen all the Clint Eastwood ones when I was little. Have you seen uh once when upon- I was little? Have you I seen- don't remember. No. You need to see Once Upon a Time in the West. Okay. Do you have it? I have it on D V D somewhere. Sweet. I don't have a, I have a DVD player up here. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I need to watch that. Have you seen like the spaghetti westerns? The once the um, what is it called? Uh, the good, bad, and the ugly. For no. example, I saw Deadwood, and uh-huh. I and I saw um, East of Wet. Nope, that's a like the ones book. I'm mentioning are older, but the, I they, like Clint Eastwood. They're just classic. I wouldn't care if it's a hundred years old. It would it would hold up. Yeah. Yeah. I like cowboy western shit. Yep. Yep. Cool. Six shooters. Well, that's what you've been playing. What games are coming out? Okay, six shooters don't have that many bullets. My friend Pedro has that many bullets. Heavy Rain, PC. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? That game is sucked ass. <laughs> it was... Holy shit, that's was, a PS3 exclusive. Okay. Heavy Rain was an interesting game. Was, I won't say it was game, good. That game fucking sucked. No, it didn't no, suck. No, that game fucking sucked. No, Judgment, PS4. I want to play that. You know what that is? No. That's from the guys that made uh, Yakuza, but it's a private detective. Does looks, he work for the Yakuza? No, he's investigating uh, someone no. who's serial killing them. So he's judging them? Yes. Gotcha. I judge your murder. This is a shitty murder. No, dude, there's like a serial killer hunting Yakuza and he's investigating. How cool is that? 
Okay, one, fake. No, we can hunt the Yakuza. We know this. Unless you're like a badass serial killer. N no. You'd be in the Yakuza, then they'd be like, stop killing us. You're part of us. You're hired. We like your work. Yeah. Uh, Dude, he, he steals their eyes. Yeah, see, we know that's fake. How do you not, like, interested in this? Because it's fake. It's not fake. It's set in, like, a total realistic Tokyo. It's not realistic. Yakuza would not let that happen. Well, not if they didn't see it coming. <laughs> All right, good point. Uh, Mutant Year Zero, Road to Eden, Deluxe Edition, Nintendo Switch, Samurai Showdown, PS4, Xbox One, Wii, The Revolution, Nintendo Switch, The Sinking City, which I just got an email for. I'm, you should it, really check that out. No, I know what it's about. I just know that it's a longer game. I don't have time for it right now. Gotcha. Xbox One, PS4, PC. It's got some my Cthulhu's in it. It looks totally you. I almost asked for it, but decided not to. I mean, I wouldn't say no to code. I just don't know that I have time to review it right now. Gotcha. Dandy Dungeon. Dandy Le Dungeon? Dandy Dungeon. That's Legend a dandy dungeon you that's got there. A, that's a dandy what dungeon. What the hell? Legend of the Brave, Yamada. It sounds like your mother. Legend Yamada. of Brave, your mother. Uh, Nintendo Switch, MotoGP19, Nintendo Switch, Super Mario Maker 2, that's Nintendo a big Switch. Yeah, for some people. I never got into I hated Super Mario I wouldn't want to make levels, but I, I think it'd be fun to play other levels that people made. See, and I played the first one like at friend's house. I didn't like playing it. Alright, fair. F1 2019. Should be F1 2K19. PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Rally Rockin' Racing uh, Nintendo Switch. And with that, don't forget to Prime and Wait, hold up. No, it's fine. You can skip the nope, social stuff. No, nope, no. Nope, yes, you nope. can. The button smashes I come. We are trying to get Tim and I up to 100 subscribers on the Button Smashers video game channel. So it's buttonsmashers.com, youtube.com forward slash. We don't have one yet. We need a custom URL. We need a we custom need URL. That's what we need, ladies and gentlemen. So get it for us. Head to the buttonsmashers.com. Find one of Tim's reviews that he did a YouTube Click video on. Click on the on. video. Oh, wait, wait. Did you do one on this other one? Did you uh, write one? I wrote my last review was. Oh, crap. Look for Pilot Sports. All right, Pilot Sports. Go there. Click on the video. Go over to YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Get us to 100. And until next week, don't forget to prime and shine. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. That was some crazy shit. Speaking of crazy shit, don't forget to punch Nazis. Podcast off for three seconds. Turn the podcast on for eight seconds.